0: This was an episode that we recorded, but then I just kind of forgot about it for a few weeks. So the subject matter is a little bit dated. The thing we're reacting to, the clip, has already been talked about and forgotten about and lost the memory hole that is the current internet discourse. But, yeah, fuck it, we recorded it, so I might as well release it. And I think it did generate some interesting discussion and speculation about the nature of higher communism and labor within it. So, uh, yeah, fuck it, here you go. Bonus episode. So I, have to, I don't know. I got, I got a four-minute clip here. Um, I got four minutes. It's a four-minute clip. It's uh, from a recent deba- <clears throat> debate that they had on The View. Uh, and the debate was, will socialists divide the Democratic Party? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... Well, Wait, I'll you're have... really going to subject us to this? Okay. Yeah, go I'm going to play this and I'm going to pause it at various points, uh, get people's reaction, and we'll see if we can get some material out of this or something. All right, here we go.
1: We were talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and she's one of the reasons that what is now being called Democratic Socialists are rising stars in the party. But I, I'm a little concerned about that because I, this was my problem with Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. If you're a socialist, tell me that. Mm-hmm. Don't say that you're a Democrat because you clearly don't, we don't have the same uh, ideas of what should be happening if you're a Democrat. I- so I, I wonder uh if this is now a splinter group, um, if anybody's discussed the difference between socialism and democratic, uh, so, so- well, I think it was I
0: <laughs> So, I mean, Whoopi has a point here yeah. <laughs> so far. So good. Really?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. Whoop- Whoopi has defended communism on television before. So, um, so I, you know, I take her in good faith that she's just, yeah. All right, all right, here we go. No.
1: Isn't it more like, isn't democratic socialism very close to liberalism? I mean,
2: no. no. Again. Woo-hoo! 100% right. This whoa, is really whoa. solid critique. But wait, that was a pushback. Did, do we know the view? Who was that? I think that was, uh, I think, what's, what the fuck's her name? I think it's Joy Bayer, I think her name is. If That's her. Holy shit, Joy. I mean... <laughs> Damn, Joy's a left comma of the bunch, <laughs> or maybe a third period Stalinist—hard to tell. Yeah, let's find out.
1: But think about it for a second: Medicare, Social Security, uh, well, garbage that's... collection, the post office, library—I no, agree, <laughs> well, agree with you.
3: Third period Stalinist. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All I right. Mean, yeah, social fascism. <laughs>
2: No, no, yeah. But she's like, for it though. She's for it actually. Right. So she's really just a new dealer. But that's yeah. okay.
0: It's like that Marxist meme where it's like, yeah, like socialism is the government doing stuff, and the more stuff the
2: government does, the more
0: socialistier it is.
2: I mean the army, right? You know, that's pretty much in it's a Lasallian line that uh, uh Cortez is taking on her Twitter. Oh, uh, yeah, she is Lasallian. Okay, here we go.
1: Because we, we had her on First the show all, and I asked her this question about what do you mean by being a democratic socialist? And she went over her platform. She says Medicare for All. Good. Uh fully funded public schools and universities. Love it. Paid family and sick leave. Good. Justice System Reform, immigration justice, no. infrastructural overhaul, clean campaign finance, an economy of peace, housing as a human right. Well I don't know. It's really a really what, successful I, country. What's wrong <laughs> with that? This makes my head
0: this makes my head explode yeah yeah i, th- th- I think that's megan mccain love it yeah so again like it, it's, it's interesting like parsing like what's vague and what isn't there you know
3: she's like, what, just like, she always will hate socialism because her dad was tortured by the viet the, the nlf the vietnamese liberation front oh yeah she's always gonna have like a hate See facts of socialism
4: Flow, which, by the way, I hope Democrats do run a democratic socialist. You which hope that just, we win. Do
1: you win do you uh, hope the Democrats. No, because I be think Trump? you'll lose
4: spectacularly, and then I will look forward to election night when I finally get to tell everybody, "I told you so." If you end up running a radical problem with socialism, in the words of Margaret Thatcher, at a certain point you run out of spending other people's money. Venezuela, one of the richest countries <coughs> in the world in the '70s, now the average Venezuelan has lost 24 pounds because they're starving to death. Ninety percent of the country like is. In I think she's talking
1: more about Scandinavia than Venezuela. I, but.
4: I'm sorry. I need this is what I need from her. Name one country the socialism has ever worked and also every Sweet. every democratic socialist Copenhagen. who is going
0: Vietnam Co- Co- <laughs> Co- Co- <laughs> China. Copenhagen.
3: China Copenhagen No, but seriously like definitely Copenhagen. Venezuela yeah. just is is only 3% of the industry is nationalized. Yeah
0: that be, I would be. I, there, I, I wish someone would see if if whoopi was still a comedian, she would have said Vietnam and she would have said it didn't work. They'd be like, Well, it worked enough to kick your dad's ass.
3: Boom! <laughs> 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 oh, that would have been great. Ouch. I mean, this it's just this whole idea that oh, socialism's never worked, blah blah blah. They, they ignore all the instances where it has worked, actually. For example, Yugoslavia. That really wasn't that bad of a place. It, it wasn't exactly; it was still bureaucratic socialism, but they had a decent standard of living and decent amount yeah. of freedom of speech. Did, actually, did,
0: did they have Nintendo's yeah. though? Nintendo, did they have Nintendo's?
3: Like this well, was interest like, invented by the USSR.
2: Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I think they might have had something, something close enough to Nintendo's where they invented one of the classic games. That's true. That's true. Posited by some conspiracy theorists as being a time-wasting enterprise for communism to suckle like uh or to hmm, suckle that's an interesting word to for trying to channel the destroy. vitality yes Mission. no not really but to destroy capitalist productivity but i really like where this is going because it's even funnier it's fluids precious fluids i mean if, by gay if, tetris if if yeah i mean if their
0: thing was to you know uh, corrupt the youth uh mission accomplished but unfortunately it's the wrong kind of corruption if we look at the culture of gaming at all
2: uh, yeah ca- and capitalism is doing a great job of this because it's not you know stalin it's the zuck yeah all right
4: um, on tv Denmark. saying that it's good needs Norway. to start paying 90 percent in taxes Iceland. on your tax score <laughs> no your tax mainly- form, <laughs> on your tax form, I think you should start paying the amount of taxes that every socialist in this country thinks you need to. Because if you think the government is so good at okay. spending money, look at the VA. Oh, no, because but what about It is, about it is dangerous. It I just is told you several countries doing. What about that doing? Countries, but decided- decided- I'm sorry. Oh, we we hold on a minute. Hold on. Everybody, everybody. Of-
1: God bless you all. I hate I, that, that, that bell. That- I know I you hate mean- the bell. Then everybody stop talking I over each other I won't hear the bell.
0: Yeah. By the way, our show not that bad, you know. I know some people complain that we don't edit, but we do edit, and uh, we don't as bad as sometimes our overtalk gets. It's not, you know, nearly at that level. It's
2: not like The View when they discuss politics. We do leave room for each other
4: don't make her people uh, in well, any way can, in no camp. way can be related in any way comparably to the united states of america okay. i'm sorry all if right, you think ahead. it's good then you need to be paying the amount of taxes that let, her, let, her, let her let her let get her thing and you go said, ahead semicolon. because it's yeah. petrifying oh, to on. me that go this is being normalized all right go okay.
0: ahead i mean that is that is actually kind of the interesting thing here is like this sort of normalization.
3: yeah you have this ardent anti-communist who's terrified because the ideas that you know they so ardently stand against because of the crimes committed to their family are, are becoming more normalized. There is some truth to what the DSA says that, you know, oh, we're helping normalize more radical stuff too, so you should like us. But at the same time, there is a dual effect where it also creates misinterpretations on what socialism actually is. And you okay. end up with the archetype of the uh, anarcho-Bernie bro
2: but at the same time Donald a specter is haunting the view <laughs> and that's fucking awesome
3: i mean yeah it's, it's it's there is definitely a kind of comeback of communism in popular culture i will say
2: it is a return of the repressed and it's not really a uh, oh, it's not really a threatening tendency yet and i've thought a lot about how the awful crimes committed by people calling themselves communists Gives the tendency a sense of weight and fear that is usually reserved for serial killers or mail bomb people or you know terrorists of, of some way, and like, and to the degree that people posture towards being more violent and capable of defending their interests, and maybe they are, like, I think. Uh, how do I say this without sounding like a monster? Because I think the crimes committed are, are horrendous, but it's it's that like it's that edginess that people are tapping into in this kind of surrelian way, and it's not an endorsement; it's a description.
3: I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just even Chapo Trap House was like you know making. Uh, it was uh, Matt Christman was on some other podcast, and he was going hard against um, anti communism as well. And he's really just saying, listen, like, you can't look at these crimes in isolation. You have to look at them in comparison to the capitalist regimes and also well, the fact that these communist regimes are basically blockaded and sabotaged by you know, the West in the most effective way. And so there really was no way they were going to create the idealistic socialist society well,
0: and that's the and- thing the stuff they point to. The yeah, the stuff they point to is just completely ahistorical, right? Like they talk about Venezuela now, but they were never talking about Venezuela before. They'll just pull like some random statistics about their economy. They won't look at any of like the like anthropological or historical context for explaining how that society works. Like it's literally just a thing to point to and go, see, they're broke, you know. Uh, Therefore, socialism doesn't work. Uh, or, they, they, or even, like, if you look at Russia, like they, nobody ever, like, acknowledges that Russia was basically a feudal society for the most part, except for a couple cities when the Bolsheviks took power. Yeah, and the, they electrified yeah. industrialized that fucking country.
2: Yeah, they went to space in a couple decades. I mean, it is something.
3: Well, there's this, there's this fucking neoliberal mythology where you can have industrialization without the blood and terror of primitive accumulation, which is just not true. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, we're say something anyway. right, well, I've, I've oh, actually, i just, I've actually I've it's always going to be ugly no matter
2: what. I, I've gotten in trouble with like you know lefty colonial radicals for saying stuff like that, that and I I I don't really know what to say like, um, and you know maybe the worst crime is to say well now that we have this stuff we should use it for good now, <laughs> like that's also seen as offensive because of the, the blood that it's based on but uh i don't know we can feed I mean, the world like now
5: i think if we're doing things right
2: we're not going to be
5: confused for those people
2: eh. i think there's you know a tendency to willfully misinterpret this kind of stuff but sure. anyway we're pretty far from the attuned, view if you're attuned
5: to people's self-interest in a in a way that that actually resonates Uh, i don't think it matters the history of communism as an idea nobody's dismissing christianity over the inquisition today
0: Mm. well
5: i mean so you got some people on youtube you know yeah you've got the amazing atheist but the point is there's no mass social like hatred of christianity over it yeah i I don't think it's,
3: it's just a matter of changing common sense publicly
5: Right. I, I don't I really don't think that we are forever tarnished in any sort of way. Though Com- communism
2: though, the word communism?
3: No, I think it's, you know, I mean, the argument I about I talked to my coworkers yeah. about
2: communism oh, and they're cool.
3: No. I think it's less tarnished than socialism almost. I mean, because <laughs> at least the Soviet Union helped end colonialism and stood up against the total U.S. domination and kept them from nuking the whole world over, you know, their, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's
0: <laughs> funny that people are just completely ignorant, so you can cite Grover for statistics and be like, nah, that was all lies, everything was great. I don't
2: know.
3: <laughs> like, don't, Donald, you have become a Soviet system. <laughs> I was, I mean, yeah, I am, so I, I defend the Soviet Union in the Cold War, like, against American imperialism, like. Well, good no job, Sor- buddy, way to go. I mean, yeah, and it was a disaster. <laughs> like, it was an utter, complete disaster. What, what happened? happened? Donald? What happened? I thought you were defending the Soviet Union. It's not even there anymore. What happened? I mean, what's the point of defending something that's not there? I mean, it's just a matter of like tracing out like what the correct positions were in the history of the workers movement. It's really, All right. I buy it. It's like okay. a completely academic exercise almost. Cause it's thinking about well, what, I don't know. It's just, how would I, you can't help, but think about how would I have related to the Soviet union? We stand, and so,
0: we stand for the Soviet national anthem in my house. <laughs> when we, we, when we watch those tapes of the 1980 of the 1980 hockey Olympics. Nobody takes a knee. If you take a knee, you have to move out.
3: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was just talking to this old Russian dude who grew up in the Soviet Union. and I asked him, so like, how does it compare to American capitalism? He was just, there's good things and bad things, just like there's good things and bad things about this system. And So it's, you know, it's it's basically, I th- that got me actually thinking about things, you know, being like, well, maybe this complete, like, anti-Soviet attitude is actually historically blinding people that progressive aspects of the regime. But I don't know. I basically like think that the whole... I think that the orthodox trots are kind of politically correct about the question, but they don't really have the best economic analysis of the Soviet Union, which I think Tikten has. But I think that basically, you know, if you were a communist in, you know the 20th century it made sense especially if you were in america to you know support you know the defeat of the united states in the cold war or whatever that would mean
1: Saying you just, run out of people's money, tax- other people. Other people. Other people's money. Margaret Thatcher. Okay. I say that She's- they have just given this enormous tax break to the very, very wealthy in this country. Mm-hmm. That that tax break doesn't have to be so generous to those really rich people, does it? Because if you don't give that money to them, what happens to that money? Better schools, I better think- post. Office, I'm sorry. Better post office pickup. Better post office pickup. And and you think, you
4: think the department. government is so good at running things? than the post office is a Listen, great run business. Would be i I'm sorry. Comparing United I States of am America to a small country in Europe Can is I delusional. And I'm sorry. This reminds do me of how.
3: The, the the German post office as a model for socialism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> think socialism is good. Look at how the government runs the post office, man. I mean, back in like 1917, Lenin is like, man, you think capitalism is good? Well, we're going to take the the German post system. We're gonna run it, you know, even better. Like I don't know, it was just we're gonna like, run the, way the way that government we've like a post office. About, guess, <laughs> the, 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 post post office. the government
5: like a post office is the perfect inversion of we're gonna run the government like a business. That is really <laughs> historically beautiful.
3: Well, Every, the post yeah, office. Of I hate it, but I think it's genius. Well, Every yeah, postman but, can govern. Yeah,
2: well, it's, the, <laughs> it's the ideal form of like La kind of romantic nationalist kind of socialism and i i don't know i i say this in in a way that's reflecting on the pony express and the beginnings of the american postal service that it's in the constitution but it predates the constitution and how central perhaps some kind of i don't know <laughs> state involvement with the postal services to the great bourgeois revolutions uh, of which lenin unfortunately accidentally ends up doing like uh, causing like 80 years later you know what i mean
0: one thing i do like there is that like joy does stand for garbage man
2: yeah you know know what there's actually like that's
0: the kind of that's the kind of municipal sewer socialism i can get behind
2: no matter like what terrible politics it leads to, there's real simmering class resentment there. And I think she's thinking, oh, man, fucking Romanov kid. I would have, you know, like, that's <laughs> what I I hear that in her voice. And I actually think that was a very fucked up thing for me to say. Um, no, the Romanovs are awful. I, like, I, children, up though. Up. Children. Well, kids, yeah, the kids, Romanovs.
3: As bad as it got. Kids, though. Come on the godfather those kids fuck those fucking kids they were pieces of shit they
2: were pieces yeah of i'm shit. sure they were
3: but they're kids
5: yeah well i mean yeah, I, I don't really think it was necessary
2: you know you, do you, do don't, you don't want skincare. those kids you put my neck out with those
0: grievances you know
3: i think that is just
2: why do people defend child that? murders Way it's first of nice. all there's way
3: worse things that the bolsheviks did in the bolshevik revolution like they fucking gassed peasants in the tambob rebellion so it's like why would you, you, how, do a you how do you crack when like you have way worse things that the Bolsheviks did in the first place like, I do, I well, do, I do it's not wish, the only kids they
0: killed I do kind of wish, wish Megan McCain could hear this conversation we need to say we need to find a way to tweet or this react
2: <laughs> because you know I I have like a little bit of sympathy for this spe- like oh my god communism you know it's cuz I like, grown up in America and I know what she's saying but uh Okay, yeah. here's, a,
0: here's what you do. Here's the humane thing to do with these kids, okay? You basically uh, get have them re-educated and basically turn them into, like, a false... But you basically you make them controlled opposition. So you, like, help them to run campaigns against the Bolshevik government to try to restore the monarchy. But you actually control them so their plans will always fail.
2: Yeah, so, like, it is now, but upside down. Yeah. Like soft power.
0: Yeah, that's what you do. Like, that's uh, no, a humane uh, thing.
2: I think that is humane, and I think all that Foucauldian, like, nightmarish, you know, instrumental reason can be turned on capitalists, and I hope it is. Okay, well, I'm glad we all agree. I think there's 20 seconds left. I don't know if it's more crosstalk, let's see.
4: <laughs> ...to be normalized okay. in this country. I am an example.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: so that's, so that's
2: that. Whoopee.
5: The real movement in action.
2: Damn. I mean, I think there's something to the whole Overton spectacle, fucking window. It pisses me off to say. I think it's true. Like there there is something to making socialism a goal, no matter how muddled. But before you can sell people on hey, what if you took this goal actually very seriously, so much to be a science of this shit, like you have to sell people on the goal. And I think
5: I, I think don't, though, yeah. that the, the only way we're going to really reassure people of that we're not going to replicate the mistakes of the past is to commit to anti-state measures and to a kind of political negationism that just... you don't see it in in much say second international thought
2: now i agree with your comment in spirit however let's talk about a concrete example what is a communist position on the national health service if you're in the united kingdom should the national health service be smashed because it's yes a little,
5: definitely it's- smash no. the national I health service a- and a- if you're in yeah. the united states smash the epa yeah.
3: Why though what's the, i mean what's the point the national like, what would be the point what would be the point of like destroy like, what does that mean smashing the national health service like it would already be like nationalized like you would already you would just put it under workers control like you would still all the infrastructure that is in national health service is already there for you like i i think that
5: the that you're underestimating what that means to put it under workers control that would be a total reshuffling of the entire Logistical and administrative process of administering healthcare.
2: It would almost be a revolution, you might say. Exactly. Oh yeah,
3: exactly. That's what We're talking about a revolution, but I'm saying in a revolution, we're not smashing the NHS so much as we're just like changing it in a in a radical. I don't know. I really because don't I think like there's some
5: need to give people more access to, to choosing their own doctors, for example. I don't think the NHS <laughs> is perfect by any means.
3: I mean, but. Be destroying the nhs so you would just be basically changing it because it's all it's 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 basically already the infrastructure that's put in place by capitalism and it is you know already developed as a public institution so you just have to it's already basically been nationalized i don't know right, like, well, right
5: now it's run by a civil private class that. it needs to be i mean and and not just it the same thing needs to be run by the proletariat but something fundamentally different
0: in structure well yeah but how do you get there it doesn't happen overnight
2: yeah smashing (laughs) this big institution that a lot of people rely on for medicine is an anti-marxist idea what do you
5: what do you mean like what do you think i mean by smashing it then do you think i mean that we're gonna burn down the health
2: care centers or something uh, what do you you mean by it
3: like as far as like programmatic like political what is action smashing
2: what the NHS. Like because I, I kept it deliberately vague because I it's the it's the effect of it. It's like if you go straight towards political negationism, you're not doing the Hegelian thing that I think you might need to do for Marxism. Pains me to say because I'm not, you know, a total Hegelian. But I yeah, I think you can't be a negationist, not in the sense of being a Holocaust denier. Listen. Just in terms of, like, you have to negate the negation. You have to look at the f- shortcomings of the NHS. And... I think
5: the negation of the negation is sort of already built into the, the dialectic of anti-politics when I when I look at it, but...
2: How do you
0: smash the, the NHS? NHS? What, what, is, what does it mean to smash the NHS?
5: A complete administrative overhaul, a complete... There would have to be uh, certain things, of course... Would have to be centralized certain things would have to be decentralized but what's really important is that right now under the nhs in our everyday lives if we if any of us were british we would (laughs) we would have no real access to the levers of decision making on Anything that happens within the healthcare system, and I don't think yeah, that I mean putting that over are... to I don't think that putting that over to so
0: what mechanism socialist state
5: what decision making
3: what decision making mechanisms would
2: the...
5: let's not be like the view without transformation of the administrative apparatus in a in a just a, a way that I don't think we're being imaginative enough about. Venezuela,
0: Venezuela. <laughs> but like, what actually? Let's though. Like, what decision-making um, apparatuses would be put in in place of what exists now? Well,
5: I think that the very nature of being a healthcare worker would change dramatically, um, and I think that the in in the sense that since we're trying to break down the mental manual division of labor there would be a uh, a more cooperative nhs but but more importantly do i have a ready made plan for how we're going to sort of
0: well, I'm just asking, like, Completely would there be, like, councils? Really would there be, like, workers' NHS? councils? No, but I
5: mean it's basic Marxism to me that that, that bureaucratic apparatus will be will be re- replaced, not reformed. I think that that's, that's simple Marxism 101.
0: Well, that- I mean, as you, as you reach to a point where, like, value – where, you know, you basically – You move past time chits and you move past like forms of mediation in terms of the in terms of obtaining goods, then as that happens, you need less and less of an administrative apparatus uh, to oversee, you know, the way that resource, you know, saying like, so it seems like, you know, like the, this reduction of mediation is something that happens to an increased degree at like a higher stage of communism. What you know? Until I you... think it
5: needs to be an immediate concern, really. I, I just otherwise we're going to end up with the same mistakes we we made in the past, and, and hand this project of total human emancipation over to a political sphere that destroyed that project in the twentieth century and tied every civil social institution that the proletariat had faith in to the state through the left's own actions in many yep. cases.
0: Yeah, but I mean, how much of that was the result of, like, imperialist encirclement of Russia, and how much of that was the result of, like, bureaucratization? I mean, I I don't think you can look at this, like, outside of its historical context. Like, it'd be one thing if the revolution had, like, worked in Germany and taken over Europe widely, and you still had this problem. But that's not the way it played out.
2: Well, look, we're talking about something fundamentally different. We're talking about highly developed capitalist, like, situation where you have a nationalized like sector, basically, for the most part. Like even the buildings, the means of production.
5: If if we're having a revolution, I doubt people will be satisfied by the state of the NHS at that at that moment.
2: I think that Am I saying that? Am I saying that you don't transform the NHS? No, no. I guess
5: I guess I just mean that if you're thinking of it in terms of the NHS that exists today even I I think I'm not. I'm not saying oh, people are dissatisfied with it now; therefore, they will be then. I think that in revolutionary crisis, it's just going to cease to function anyway, and that it's very possible that it just won't exist before a revolution is even completed.
2: Okay, so we'll call it the International Abolition of Health Center. I
3: mean, I mean, it is a possibility that there will just be privatization of healthcare, but the thing is you know when you have you when you don't have an nhs instead you kind of have this healthcare system that includes a patchwork of small independent doctors and it's mediated through insurance and what insurance you have determines which doctors you can access and so with the nhs or something like that you already have the kind of centralization of the administration of things so it's easier to actually take over it and transform it than it is if you have um if, if, if medicine is actually privatized because basically like you know a nationalization is just a state monopoly on an um, in industry but what it does is it creates um basically a it centralizes the forces of production basically
0: well and I, think, so, I think i think too like in higher communism like there would be or at least in mid-level and higher communism there would be some forms of work that were more like recognized than others right so like you know like the people who were trained in actual like science-based medicine would have like a social recognition and access to like the you know the broader you can call them cooperatives or whatever or syndicates that were responsible for like global health as so and but like people who like you know were doing like crystals or faith healing and shit like that would not have their things recognized as being a part of like the total like social labor plan or whatever you know
5: I don't think people are going to be like that I don't think people are going to be divided into such discrete professions under communism I mean obviously we need you if you have a scientific background you need an intense study of course but the idea of the specialist as in the person who on a daily basis goes and is the expert on this thing and the only person consulted and that kind of thing, that doesn't make sense. Labor is social. And we need to also break down the mental manual division in a way where, you know, you think about a doctor, you know, people always go, well, a doctor can't make as much as a janitor, but under communism, What we now think of as a janitor would have his administrative functions dramatically transformed so that he actually oversees the part of the public health labor process. He actually has the the part of the public health process that he directly labors on, he would have administrative control over. And that is that is very different. And that is a a bridging of intellectual and manual labor that I think will make janitor as respected. A position. Yeah, I mean,
3: um, well, I agree. And
0: the sh- thing is, like, there's always going to be some level of differentiation based on, huh? on no, no expertise. Because, look, OK, let's say let's say it's it's communism and I got like I got something in my brain I need to get I got like a tumor or some shit I need to get removed. Am I going to get it from the guy who's like a renowned like specialist surgeon who you know knows this shit inside and out and has been doing it for 15 years or do I go good to the guy who basically read a few books on it and does it on the weekends but mostly yeah. works on his car obviously office? obviously and i think that you know you I don't, all
5: think, see- I don't think that we need surgeons to work 40 hour work weeks to be good at surgery though
2: well,
3: there's going to be a lot of good surgeons like the point is you see the point way- the point i'm making what here everyone's here. leaving out of the question is the fucking doctors guilds because under capitalism you have a whole system of doctors guilds that basically make it harder to become a doctor and keep that knowledge more scarce in order to basically correct the rents on their skills and keep make it harder to become a doctor so that they can make more money than other professions. And so in capitalism, there is a general monopolization of skill sets that's used to earn like a higher salary. And so in order to and that manual mental manual division of labor. You have to basically break down that monopolization of the skill set, which means you have to basically change the education system and change the way people are educated. And so it's not something you're going to be able to do from day one on the revolution. You're still going to have to have a state that hires bureaucrats and specialists to do certain forms of labor. I think that it's just utopian to say otherwise. The question is how do you phase them out and you have to have basically programs of retraining and a restructuring of the education process and maybe even like some kind of combination of education and labor and just other it, it's going to be you know a long basically, process to, and how you far you really a, i, you I don't know about long.
5: but I'm, create, I'm not an anarchist either
3: you need to create a reserve army of
2: skilled labor basically yeah like there's gonna be a lot of people with that are highly developed that and are they highly have to
5: work less hours because there's so many of them now. Yeah,
0: but my point is yeah, like there's still going the to be, there's still going to be like in in terms of calculating the like the total social plan for society, certain things that are recognized within that social plan and certain things that aren't. Everyone will have access to the means. A of started place about dignity. I think
5: it seemed like you were talking about respect and dignity, and that, I think that's that's that we I'm need about. To all kind of elevate. Um, to a recog- I think that we need to transform work in a way that elevates all work to be recognized as important as a doctor. I don't think anybody just does shit work under communism. I think that you know you're certainly welcome to withhold your opinion on the labor process or something if that's what you really insist on. But at the point of production, I, I just I think that. Everybody will have an intellectual component added to their skills to the extent that they don't already. I mean, we definitely overlook the extent to which proletarian jobs involve thought. But I think that more blatantly we will see that that I, I think any job could be elevated to the job in in scare quotes, even if we're talking about the higher phases of communism. I think any job could be could be elevated to the level of dignity and respect that a doctor has. And, I, Jake, I well, don't think that you have any distaste for people who aren't doctors. I don't want to um, misconstrue your point. So I, I will.
0: Well, my, my, well, my point here is bit, that in a planned economy there are going there's going to be certain forms of labor and things that people have to do that fit into the plan and then there are going to be a lot of people who don't fit into the plan but have no less means of access to like resources from the system than people who are working within the plan or whatever right like there's gonna be a lot of people who are basically you know what you would call today unemployed but that would leave them with a the free time to basically do whatever they want and a lot of them will be doing like you know personal projects or collective projects with people that didn't necessarily wasn't necessarily like accounted to the total social plan of you know productive like you know productive world communist society at least that's how i imagine it like there'd be a lot of people like you know building tree forts and shit like that but you're not going to like calculate that into like the total social plan unless it was became a phenomenon that was big enough that it affected resources enough that you had to yeah like similarly like there's going to be people like practicing like alternative medicine or whatever that you're not going to be like socially recognized because it's fucking bullshit. And it's not like, actually something that you want to devote resources to. Well, yeah, I don't honestly, it should somebody practicing
5: bad. alternative medicine will get much in the way of attention in, in a rational society.
0: I think, I think there will be dumb shit like that where people just get into it because they're bored. Like there's going to be like a lot of people who are, you know, like LARPing shit. It will be stamped Those out. Those seem like even neuroses
3: of capitalism to me.
0: Mm.
3: It will be stamped out. I, I don't well,
5: think. I don't think, I don't think. I don't think we even have to stamp out. it out as, as much as it just will go away when people don't need the the heart in a heartless world as much anymore.
3: No, we have. I, to I think we have, have to like put tendency towards eccentricity. Stamp, stamp it out, <laughs> and we have to have like anti clerical like purging of like woo hippies. I'm just kidding us. <laughs> just <laughs> shooting now up print, like rock
2: stores. I don't know. I don't know, fam. I don't know. No, I'm not. I'm not don't, cheating up anybody's rocks. Don't, don't so, know what. Well, the, the, I think this conversation is missing the fact that technology will solve everything. For instance, yeah, being true. a being a janitor in the future will be um, a bodysuit that's connected to an army of Roombas that is experienced like an MMO. So it's very popular with the kids.
5: That's so badass. Yeah.
2: And so you, you feel every Roomba. And the Roombas are quantum, and they're and they they're three, like, f- 3D like three Roombas, right? You yeah,
0: no, it, well, it's just gray goo. The gray goo will clean everything.
3: Well, that's the point, is that basically under transition to communism, what you have to do is you have to reconfigure the existing productive forces to meet the needs of society better, but also create new productive forces that um, reduce, well, also creating productive forces that, one, are less alienating to the worker, but also are still able to maintain a certain level of social productivity that allows for a, um, ex- like a, basically a, um, what would be the word, a surplus. So, like a, a surplus that is produced without having to exploit labor in, in a systematic way. You still have basically more than what is, ne- like you don't have to have ration stuff basically. But that requires like the development of the productive forces in a certain way, and, and I think it will take you know a generation or two really to get to the point where you have full communism, where there's no money whatsoever, no labor labor chits, and no differentiation and payment. You know, I think it's these are all things that are going to have to be phased out over time as it becomes materially possible.
5: I think the dictatorship of the proletariat lasts a year at the most. A year? Yeah.
0: Honestly, I feel like that's like even I don't think even Jehu is that optimistic.
5: Well I'll I'll tell you this. Maybe maybe I'm um, I just don't see it as a protracted years long process. I mean the the revolution maybe, but but you know, once you have international I, I don't see why on day one we can't start equipping people with the skills to manage their own daily lives. I'm not saying that everything's gonna be there immediately, but uh, well, it doesn't seem like that's
3: going to take generations. And you, you can make you can start equipping people with the skills and make those changes in the education system. And the way that these skills are monopolized, you can do things about that immediately. But if you're really socializing rather than
5: just nationalizing, I think that you will get somewhere different than, you know, the Soviet Union's, uh, you know, 700 years till communism. Uh, I don't think that's realistic.
2: You can't have an indefinite
5: anti-state. Eventually, if you just keep this socialist state around, it will betray the working class. I
2: understand what you're saying. You're not... I feel like you're that's not, just saying no, no, no. It's not total bullshit, but like we have to think of short term and historical terms. I mean, I, I'm thinking maybe a generation, like optimistically.
0: I mean, are we talking? What are we talking about? Like, because honestly, like the, the dictatorship of the proletariat won't happen globally instantly. It's going to happen in regions, and so you know, like the dictatorship of the proletariat isn't really over until you've captured like the entire globe or at least so much yeah, of it exactly. that you can manage okay, like an internal. That,
5: that I agree with. Yeah.
0: So that's like, that's going to take more than a year. That okay. I I
5: suppose I'm talking about, I'm talking about the immediate transitionary sort of the, the transitionary sort of, well, I don't know if transitionary is even the right word for it, but. Transformational. I'm uh, yeah. I'm thinking in terms of, we are not in communism now. um, And we are not, there is no capitalist country left.
3: I mean basically I don't see the, way the way
5: I... point that that it would even take a generation to get us to at not you know some kind of magical point where it's like all right we're in communism now but to something that is that is much better than a workers' vanguard managing capitalism for fifty years—that's uh, not what I'm signing well, up. No for one's the talking about
3: for. that.
0: There's gonna be there's gonna be time chits. There won't be actual money. Yeah, so it's it's, not it's capitalism.
3: It's, we only have to manage capitalism because it's a necessity that's imposed on us. Like basically, this is my point. Revolution happens in the United States and Canada as well. There's a whole continental revolution. You have two choices: you can nationalize everything, start socializing it giving out everything free possible but also rationing everything and just completely eliminate the markets and start trying to abolish the mental manual just start you know abolish the law of value immediately or you can go like the, that's, that's the war communism way basically it's basically yeah we're going to have like a ration economy and we're going to have you know Basically, really like you know, it's gonna be like communism, but like for wartime, because that's basically the situation you'd be in, because you'd have barracks communism. That's what it is. Yeah. So basically, it's you either go with barracks communism, or you go with something like a high tech NEP and make some kind of level of compromise with the petty bourgeois and the international bourgeois that creates that maintains a social equilibrium to where you can start actually making transitions into communism that are more meaningful and effective, basically? Or and do you just kind of system. go into barracks communism?
2: And by NEP, we mean the new economic policy, which Lenin turned to after war communism. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this are, is the
3: idea of a new economic policy, is that you have a sector of the economy that's basically state capitalist, and you have a sector of the economy that's basically... Am my state capitalist? They just mean state-owned like nationalized and maybe under workers' control or not, and you have a section of the economy that's privately owned. And In Russia, this was mostly the peasants, basically. We're allowed to have small property. So the idea is that initially in the revolution, you do nationalize like a lot of key industries and put them under workers' control, but they're still going to be like small propertyers. So you have two different spheres of the economy that kind of compete with each other. And eventually the idea is to have the uh, the industrial side of the economy, like I'll compete the agrarian side of the economy for development. I mean it's it's obviously more I I'm not giving a very good like you know overall.
5: I don't know. I mean the way you guys are talking about this you you would be qualifying Marx's recommendations and praise of the Paris commune as barracks communism or aspirationally I mean, so it, not it really seemed no. like he like the he Paris really
3: commune didn't do that much socialization like they hardly touched private property
5: there was there was certainly a a they were they had a like a month
0: I mean yeah. there was when it was time to divide up the horse meat everybody got a taste
3: <laughs> I mean the point is though they didn't actually try to build socialism. I'm they not... when they were getting crushed, they were in the process of forming like a centralized committee of public safety to take defense of the revolution, like Jacobin style.
5: I'm, I'm... God, those communists are. Amazing. <laughs> I'm getting at though that that Marx too t- talked about. I mean, his he was saying that the that the communal constitution that the new. That the new truly democratic republic in France would would have massive um, decentralizing tendencies, except for and massive liberty for the localities beyond. Um, and that this is this is straight out of out of his writing, and, and and that only matters necessarily of the national interest would be even regarded as such. That that many many things would would not be in the bloated federal power kind of thing. Not that that was really a federal system, but.
3: I mean, I it's pretty obvious, I think, that Marx believes that you have to have a central unitary, a centralized government where, yes, you do have localities that maintain local affairs democratically, but you also have to have, like, a centralized government that it's well, yeah,
5: no, I mean, you, we're, we're ultimately, they're, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that, but if you look at the way Marx talks about the revolution, it's just clear to me that it is not seventy years of the new economic policy. I, I mean, don't.
3: That's I, I. don't see that being clear. I mean, I. Paris I, I, commune, not like the Paris commune was more capitalist than the new economic policy probably was, as far as like actual like social changes to the economy.
0: I mean, all of this is irrelevant irrelevant. because we all know that the real plan is going to be based upon Xi Jinping thought and his uh, fucking Thousand Roads policy is going to develop the infrastructure of the third world and upon that basis, we'll begin to build global communism. I want to end this soon because I have to go to sleep and go to work tomorrow. Yeah, me
5: too. All right, Neo-China arrives from the future to close us off.